0: So is it just me or has social media really done a number on us? And when I say us, I'm not talking about, oh, man, just you or just me. I'm talking about everyone. And the thing is, is that you don't have to be an active participant to be affected. It's just like secondhand smoking. Sure, I can light up a cigarette and smoke it right now. And I'm going to be taking the brunt of that hit on my lungs. But you standing next to me, it's also going to be a hit on you and the person standing next to you and so on and so forth. So the disease of social media doesn't just affect the person who's actively engaging, It's a huge, huge rift of people that can be affected. So I want to talk about it. I want to talk about Netflix's latest movie, Netflix's latest documentary, The Social Dilemma. And I certainly recommend that you set aside an hour and a half and go on the thought experiment that the documentary leads you on because it's really interesting. Let's talk about it. So let's talk about what led me to watching this very socially accurate, very telling, very truthful, very forward documentary, The Social Dilemma. So, let's let's go back. Let's go back in time. My first social network was in MySpace. Now, if you're maybe 10 years younger than me, I'm in my 30s, you might have never heard of MySpace and you probably I'm going to go out on a limb and say that you probably have never utilized MySpace. Now, I've always looked at MySpace as a glorified dating app. I know it turned into like a music thing, whatever. It's a dating app. I feel like Facebook is the same thing. But the difference between MySpace and Facebook were at first they really weren't that different. Other than Facebook required, oh, crap, I have to be in school. So we have we kind of have a barrier to entry, okay? But then, as I like to call it, Facebook started to become a little bloated. It started to command more and more of your attention. It started to, you got the like button, which was very innocuous. It was supposed to make people feel good, but now the like button can make people sink into depression because their posts aren't receiving enough of them the thing about social media is that I don't believe that any of these brothers and sisters out here in Silicon Valley and across the world they created social networking with a means of destruction but I don't think that they thought out the avenues that these social networks create they just haven't thought them out so the thing is when people talk about selling data guys facebook selling your data makes absolutely no sense absolutely no sense because if they sell your data then they no longer have control facebook wants control they want control they want to control its users so When we're thinking about controlling and manipulation of users, number one, you want people to be engaged. Remember that, engagement. So you're going to get notifications. You're going to get the little XYZ person is typing. Oh, so that makes you think think about it. Think about the times that you've had a social media app open. And you're about to close that application. But then the person that you send a message to, they're suddenly typing. Hmm. Better not close it. You have to see what they're going to see. You have to see what they're going to say right away, right? Then let's talk about growth hacking. And that's essentially getting more people on the network. Very straightforward. But have you ever joined something? And then it said, hey, share this application with your contacts. Upload your entire contact list here and send invites to your top five friends. Yeah, that's growth hacking. That's utilizing one new user to gain two, three, four, five, six or seven new users. And if they do that to everyone that they gain, then that growth is almost exponential until you kind of flatline. The way that the social dilemma design the way that they describe this is social manipulation. Think about it. More ads are getting displayed to us all the time. Apple tries to combat it because they're not an ad revenue company. Then Facebook and Instagram, they get pissed off and say, oh, no, you're taking you're, you're destroying a billion dollar industry. But the thing is, is that at the end of the day, all of these social media networks, they manipulate us and then they give us a dopamine hit. Think about it. Have you ever gotten an email from Facebook or some of these other social media networks? This This was actually an example that was utilized in the Social Dilemma documentary that says someone has a post waiting for you. Or someone has a picture for you. So. Let's enter a little thought experiment, shall we? Oh, I love this kind of stuff. So this company can send you an email saying that there is a picture waiting for you. Could they not just send the picture? I mean, I don't know. I don't know. You know, I'm not. I'm not necessarily good at this stuff. You know. You hold on. So they can compose an email message. I'm. I am certain that the front end application that they're using, this marketing communications platform that they are utilizing, not only can they build the body of that message to include text, but I am almost certain that they can include a picture. They can include that picture. Exact Target, Blue Hornet, Marketo. Yeah, yeah, those guys. I'm sure that they can do it. Or heck, if they're big enough, they have their own management. They have their own tools. They control all their email and stuff like that on their own. So they can definitely do it, right? Yep, they can. But the reason that they don't is because they want you to open that application. They want you to go to that site so that you could be targeted some more. Because if you're if you're interacting with the service in a very non-binary way, then they can't sink their teeth into you. So the thing is that Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, what have you. These platforms know what they're doing. So here's the thing, and I quote from the documentary. If something is a tool, it's sitting there waiting patiently. So let's think about the act of riding a bicycle. We're looking at the bicycle as a tool. Because this tool needs to be engaged with and only when it's engaged with, is going to help you get from point A to point B. Okay. Let's think about a screwdriver. The screwdriver is only going to screw something into a wall when you pick it up and you actively engage with it. Similar to the bicycle. Think about it. Let's go back. That bicycle is not going to get up and start rolling its way over towards you. That would be a pretty creepy bicycle and say, hey, let's go somewhere now. Let's flip to Facebook. You're laying in your bed at six o'clock in the morning. Your alarm just went off. OK, we're having fun. We're having fun this episode. We're, we're just doing thought experiments left and right because you're going to get this picture painted. All right, you're laying there. You have three new messages from Facebook. New memories from last year. Look at this new collage. Somebody might have unfollowed you. Hold hold up. But Facebook, But we tout Facebook as a tool, right? It's a phenomenal tool. So I will agree that I believe that Facebook is excellent for communication. I think it's excellent for communication. Lots of families have complete conversations over Facebook Messenger. But could those those same conversations not be had over a a group text message? That's simply they're waiting for you versus it wanting to engage you. Think about it. There's always an entry point. You get a notification that you quote unquote have to see or the application believes you have to see. You open that up. And then the next thing that you know, an hour has passed. 30 minutes has passed. Time has passed. You have seen ads. The cycle continues and it continues going on. And now we've reached a point where. Freaking social media is ripping our democracies apart. I'll hit you with another quote. If we cannot agree on what's true, then we cannot navigate out of any of our problems. You have clowns on the left screaming about how everyone on the right is stupid. You have idiots on the right complaining about how everyone on the left is stupid. You have organizations that have been looked at for decades and decades suddenly under attack because they don't align with how your Twitter feed views things. You have groups under attack because what they think don't align with how your favorite political puppet aligns. Think about this. What what is the truth at this point? Because everyone seems to have their own version of it. And it's all being broadcast a million times a minute. Literally, literally, as I was engaging with my Twitter feed, and yes, I'm going to talk about that. As I was engaging with my Twitter feed, I reported someone for racist content. And then what's funny is that Twitter actually knew that this person was posting crap. Because when I went to report their tweet, they were like, include these other tweets. And it showed them basically spamming this same tweet saying that essentially Black Lives Matter and Antifa was the same thing. And if you believe that that is true, then hold on. Now, if you believe that that is true, if you're driving, pull over. If you're out with your kids, ask your kids to go take a sit, sit down somewhere else. And what I want you to do is hit the stop button on this podcast, delete this podcast, then unsubscribe. I never want to see you here again. Okay. now moving on. We don't know what the freaking truth is because these social networks don't allow us to see it because we're constantly being recommended things that are in our bubbles. We follow people that are in our bubbles. So we're just getting positive reinforcement on what we think is true. But the moment that we see something that's different, then we lose our freaking minds. This is causing disruptions in the real world. We have groups clashing in the streets. You have people that can't even have a conversation because they're putting their crap on Facebook about who they did and did not vote for. It's ripping families apart. These are true things. 2020 is a crazy year enough as it is. With all of the hell that's been breaking loose due to this stupid pandemic and due to people that are being racist and due to people that just can't get a freaking clue. But the thing is, is that so much misinformation and so many other things are happening because of what we're pouring into social media. There was a man in the podcast that straight up said it. He was like, hey, delete your social media. And I'm going to end this podcast on how I look at social media and things that I've been doing. So let's wrap it up from there. So if I haven't already said it, definitely check out The Social Dilemma on Netflix. And I guess I have to say this, this is not a freaking sponsored episode of In the Weeds. There have never been any sponsored episodes of In the Weeds. Yeah, but it's a really good documentary. It sheds a lot of light on all the things that I previously discussed. I included a few actual quotes from the movie And I essentially agree with everything that they said in there. So what have I been doing in regards to social media and how do I handle it? You guys heard me talking about Twitter very briefly earlier. So Twitter is actually the only social media network that I'm on. You can't find me on Facebook. You can't find me on Instagram. You can't find me on Snapchat, TikTok. I'm sure it's another one out there, but You can't find me on those things. So when did I discover that Facebook was a problem? I discovered that it was a problem when I looked at my friends list. This was years ago. My Facebook has been deleted for maybe four years, three or four years. I discovered I was like, oh, why do I have 1000 friends? This makes no sense this doesn't make any sense at all, because I'm not even sure I know 1000 people. So what did I do? I slowly started siphoning through these people. And I got my list down to around 120 people. I was like, okay, this is okay. So now that I've gotten it down, let's see if I can actually use this social network. But then I started to take a look at A closer look, rather, at how people close to me utilize this network. I noticed that individuals would, every time something happened to them, to one of their kids or whomever, they had to share it on Facebook. Someone's birthday up. Let's let's quote unquote go live. Let's put it on Facebook. We're out to eat. Let's put it on Facebook. Oh, my gosh, I went on vacation. Let's put it on Facebook. Let's not talk about the fact that, you know, sometimes people have been targeted because they've been putting too much information on Facebook and they've been robbed and things of that nature. Let's not talk about that. Let's not. Let's not. We're just going to brush that to the side. But the thing is, is that you almost begin to wonder, who are you living for? Are you living for yourself? Or are you living for a bunch of damn people that you don't even know? I also started to pay attention to the things that we saw posted on social media now, we're, we're adults here, or maybe you're not an adult. And if, you are, if you're not an adult, welcome to End the Weeds with Dexter Johnson. Um, So many things to get posted on social networking. It's all about the happy things. And if you've ever been through a freaking thing in your life, you know that life is not all unicorns and rainbows. It's just not. But you have to put on that bright smile for Facebook. You have to put on that bright smile for Instagram and Twitter and TikTok. Well, you're dancing on TikTok. You're not putting on a bright anything there. And I've seen some TikToks. Some of them are pretty awkward. But it's it's almost like you're looking into this fantasy world. But I can rip my curtains open right now. Blackout curtains, by the way. Only way to go. I can rip these curtains open right now and see a real world with real people. They're not always smiling. Sometimes they're crying. Sometimes they're hurt. Sometimes they're just looking for answers. And that was one of the things that led me to say, you know what? Facebook, you've got to go. Instagram, you've got to go. Snapchat, I think you're a pariah. I think you're stupid anyway, so I'm not even going to sign up for you. So that leaves me with Twitter. Twitter is the only social media. It's the only social network that I engage with. One of the primary reasons is so I can advertise the podcast. Twitter... You, you've either heard about this podcast off of Twitter or by word of mouth. And if you're here, I definitely appreciate you. And I definitely recommend for you to take a look at number one, your notifications that you're getting on your phone and ask yourself, do you need all of this noise in your life? And then turn around and ask yourself that same question About social media And the social networks that you're a part of Do you need That noise in your life Do you need to share Every freaking picture Do you need to share Every single picture Do you need to share every single moment With a bunch of strangers And the answer is no The answer Is a resounding